Hi everyone, welcome to To Be An Artist. I'm here with Chris Cunningham today. Hi Chris. Hi Petra. I know this was a really short intro, but uh, you're one of the people I have actually not worked before in real life with, so thanks for doing this. Thank you, yes. Um, how would you describe yourself as an artist? Uh, old. <laughs> <laughs> um... I do my own thing and mm -hmm. always have done. And uh, that has always been the aim for me is always to, to not get trapped into a, uh, a sort of a job, as it were, as an artist, but to, to just be creative as a, an outlet for my life, basically. Yeah. Uh, for younger people, I suppose, never give up because uh, as I get older, I'm having more fun and mm -hmm. more creative things are happening now than probably for a long, long time. So it's, it's nice. It's a really nice uh, place to be at the minute. Good place. That's amazing. Um, how did you get started in art? Uh, school was, all, well, always uh, drawing, always uh, sort of playing with uh, images and things like that. And it was always a... a, a, a private secret world I could go to that was my thing. Uh, I had four brothers <laughs> so everything was uh, you had to fight for space, fight for food, fight for attention all that but art for me was always an escape if you like into my uh, own little world where I could invent my own rules <laughs> and I could be uh, um, happy if you like and uh, find my own way. And that's, you know, it's always been the same. It's a lot of it is in, in here, you know, uh, not technical in, in any way. It's more a sort of intuitive and uh, sort of uh, a feeling thing rather than anything else. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And has, have you always continuously done art, like since uh, a child yeah. now or were the times it's when not, it it, Yeah, it's times when it became I think that the what almost like a trap into feeling you've got to earn money from it. You've got to be perceived as good at it. You've got to uh, justify it. All those things, and your own ego is all mixed up into that. So it's all very. It can be very difficult. And if it's if you're not selling work, if you're not making money. It all seems so difficult and hard and, and whatever. Whatever is more or less, as I've learned to like, forget about all of that. What do you enjoy doing? And I enjoy doing what I do. Then I'm happy. And from that, other things come. And, you know, that's, that's the way I approach it now. That I don't approach it trying to reach a standard or reach a particular end or a particular style or a, a method or anything like that. It's, it's the fun of playing, if you like, with images and ideas. That's amazing. Um, judging from your uh, pictures that you post on Instagram, the standard doesn't seem to be very low. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> I post a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, I, with time, I suppose you, you get to a point with what you enjoy doing. But I'll post, repost. I'll use Photoshop, blend images, play, and it's it's where because I'm not tied to uh, 
any specific end, if you like. I can enjoy that the process. And nine times out of ten, you you almost have it, and then you spoil it by just adding a bit more or turning it the wrong way around or whatever. But not to worry about that, just to carry on enjoying it and uh, get where you, the doing is the important thing to yeah. me, anyway. That's amazing. Um, how long does it normally take you to paint one of your works, or is, does it vary? Uh, it used to be very quick because I used to use watercolors and acrylic, mm -hmm. and, uh, very quick and easy. And then a long, long uh, hankering to. I, I used to use oil paint a long time ago, and I sort of uh, drifted away from that. Uh, when we had children, it was like <laughs> didn't want that, you know, it was sort of leave uh, leave anything out that would you know poison anybody or they could spill it or whatever so it's moved to acrylics and very easy and then i wanted to get back into it but i've forgotten how long everything takes to dry or process which i sort of thought that's what i need to do and i found it quite frustrating but it's been nice sort of like relearning lots of things and uh learning to be patient which is my uh, best uh skill if you like it's uh, uh you know it's one of those things but it's been great it's been the, it's a challenging myself into a, a, a method of working which i have to rethink now what i've got into the habit of and that can be as i say frustrating but it also can be a lot of fun as well because mm -hmm. when it sort of works it's it, it, it's there's a, a lot of satisfaction when it doesn't it's okay but you can paint over you can scrape it off you know so it's not permanent mm -hmm. do you mainly paint on canvas uh yes uh I, again re-evaluating anything i was talking to a friend and they always use board wooden board mm -hmm. i thought oh right why he said well you've never done that I said no not really said, well you want to try it and well, <laughs> yeah i'd like to try it and that's where i'm at at the minute where i'm trying lots of different things again and because I'm not worried about outcome, it, it's for the, the pleasure of trying and, and failing, if you like, and failing again and again and again, but enjoying the doing again. You know, that's the thing mm -hmm. I like. So, yeah. It's interesting because I'm taking this um, experimental film course uh, at the moment. So it's all about experimentation. And um, she said um, the important question is never why, you're doing something. The uh, important question is always what What do you want to express? You know, what are my resources? What do I have to do to get there? Yeah. But never, as she was like, if you start explaining why you're doing something, you either spend the whole day explaining or you're going to be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, again, with technology, you can get hung up on uh, the, all the technicality for filmmaking or, or whatever. And it can be very, intimidating as well and it's that sort of breaking through to just almost to explore for yourself isn't it and, and try and express yourself through it and it's sometimes good to do it on your own but other times you know you need sometimes to speak to people and learn a bit and steal a bit of uh, their, their skills and ideas or you know why why are you struggling in this way why didn't you 
do it the other way around. Why, you know, and it's sometimes you need a friend to just guide you a little bit, you know. So. Mm -hmm. um, did you, do you do your own exhibitions? Do you organize your own exhibitions or? That's what I've been doing. And it, I mean, it was great uh, with the London Jazz uh, Festival one with, with uh, all the other the girls that I was with. It was just fantastic. And the way the collaboration and, and that sort of uh, the spirit of it all was uh, an honor to be part of. It was really nice. And it's sort of like, it gave me a lot of ideas to perhaps change the way I work and, and to sort of look at doing more collaborative things. Uh, it was always more, I was thinking, not good enough to be amongst other things. And now you think, no, that's not the issue. It's the spirit that's important and the, mm -hmm. the sharing is incredible. You get a lot from that. Yeah, the energy was really amazing at the place. Yes. Um, I think yeah, it brought the, a lot of people closer to art. Yeah, and it was the mixture, wasn't it? Uh, of you know the painting, the painting performance, the dancing, the music, um, photography, the mixture of everything in a nice place with nice people. And you just think, yeah, there's a lot of energy here that is is uh, so positive, all of it positive. After two years of negative life for so many people it was great to be part of something that was just uh, life affirming i think that's it mm. how was the lockdown for you did you just lock yourself in and paint or um was that less inspiring for you to paint uh, it, a mixture yeah i found um sometimes i had more time than i'd normally have which you'd think great but Often that didn't result in very much happening, almost as if um, having too much thinking time, too much, uh, you could get everything right before you start because there's no time constraint. Whereas if you've got time to, today you've got to do it because tomorrow something else happening, you have to get on with it and do it. And sometimes that's what I need. I need somebody else to tell me to uh, forget about all of you know the list of things you could do right just start painting and then see what happens and mm -hmm. i'm always happy when that starts so the lockdown was uh, it's just a sort of um, there were time i did a lot of walking as well so a lot of um and that was good that was that was a nice thing because it was almost like compulsory to go every day for a walk but for no purpose if you like just mm -hmm. to walk and see the sky and see the trees and all that sort of thing so very good yeah i know i did that too i had the same lap around victoria park every day just to get some sunlight because it was like yeah. in front of my computer the whole day otherwise yes um, victoria park's fantastic isn't it so, yeah but every day i did the same i did a similar <laughs> thing where it was more or less the same walk yeah and i thought fantastic it's sunny in my house um, it, there's a little lake uh, where the fish were coming right to the surface and the weather was so good. And it's like, oh, this is amazing. But after two years, <laughs> it's like, I knew every little bit. And it was almost like, no, I need to go out, go, go elsewhere and, and find new places to walk. It was sort of, uh, I exhausted the possibility. <laughs> um, what, what do you do to inspire? What, what inspires you? 
uh, <laughs> everything and nothing. I, a lot um, comes from, I suppose, sort of uh, imagination. I'm not. Uh, I'm not particularly fixed on uh, replicating images that I see. It's just thought and feeling and things like that, which gets you off the hook of. Uh, <laughs> it can be whatever you want it to be, but. Sometimes I do have to sort of say, no, you need to um, uh, address a certain uh, fix on something that you want to express. And sometimes that's difficult or harder to do, but I think the results often is more rewarding that you, you, you do that. Always have music on, you know, and the sort of often is, I don't actually listen to jazz a lot unless I'm painting. You know, and it's a funny thing. It's sort of like with painting, it seems to, to, to fit. So sort of music, time, the walks have always been good for, you know, a bit of inspiration. And I, you know, I love looking at images of other art and things like that. So. Um, before you said that in the beginning you were so fixed on trying to earn money with your art, because. I guess when you're younger, you just want to be taken seriously. And the only way to be taken seriously as an artist is to defy the stereotype that you're a poor artist in a way, because nobody well, really cares about the creativity. Like they're like, well, what, what do you really do? You know? Yeah. Well, how much, how much did you get? You know, is yeah. it, here's my picture there. Well, how much he's selling or has anybody bought it? And it's like, it's always brought down to that rather than that's interesting or why or whatever. I suppose it's the end, it, art's been commodified, you know, and that's the world you live in, but it's, you know, not everybody can be Picasso or whatever. There's an awful lot of people, you know, that that is not the reality. It's a, it's a different reality, but the need for expression is universal. And it's, you know, all ages, all, all states, all creeds, all colors, or every country in the world. That's what people need to do to find it out there. And if you diminish, you restrict it just to, you know, a, a monetary value, a lot of people, it, it sort of kills it for them. It becomes a sort of unpleasurable activity because it's, you know, doesn't make much money or, you know, it's isn't going to sell. Therefore, what's the point in it? Rather than, you know, the point is the doing of it. And that's, that's the fun of it. And if it sells, lovely. But if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You've, you've spent some time enjoying and expressing yourself. I think that's hmm. important. Do you archive all your works? Or do you ever just chuck them out? Like be like, okay, you go <laughs> I'll look around. <laughs> uh, I'll show you. I've got uh, sort of, <laughs> sort of I, I have too many, but I can't, they're all like, yeah, they all, but they all mean something to me in a way. I should, I should um, be more ruthless. But it's it, it's funny because you know five years later suddenly you think, oh, uh, I haven't done anything like that. But I was probably on the right track then, and I've gone on the wrong track or a different path. That sort of works. Or and this is always a terrible thing. Yeah, if I just paint over that. <laughs> With another and then it changes again it's, it has another life but I, I know i know what's sort of there and it's like has a spirit in it but far too many 
unfinished, half done, you know, ideas and expressions, if you like. So not the best. I have a friend who's everything is meticulous, everything is archived, he uh, replicates, does very big canvases and then does a, a replica on a smaller canvas. And it's all sort of, he has indexes with them all in dates, times, all that sort of thing. Like, yeah, that would be a very good thing to do, but I've never ever managed to do it. <laughs> Uh, I guess that I never have the pr problem as a dancer. Well, yeah. <laughs> no stories. It's memories, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's funny, isn't it, that uh, the actual doing of the dance is so important, whereas you wouldn't say, well, I don't know, you might have it, but do you have people wanting to, you to qualify with, with a monetary value to what you do? Yeah. I'm I'm actually somebody that's quite interested in getting paid because yes. so you it's not for me it's not for me like a creative thing that i need to get paid in order to justify doing art but i think dancers just get underpaid in general and and so many people take advantage of you and it's wear and tear on your body so i'm actually somebody i always try to to kind of monetize things even though like obviously when you do collaborations or experimentation what? That's on. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's funny, isn't it, that, that often venues and things will uh, pay for the bar staff or for things, but they won't pay for entertainment. They won't pay. We just assume, you know, it's good publicity or whatever, and they don't pay, or they pay very low amounts of money. And you think it's not fair, you know. But it's even big production companies sometimes that offer you jobs that you should get paid for like MTV or the BBC for experience. Yes, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. Some of the biggest companies out there and we don't need that experience. Like no, no. Experience. we're training our whole no. lives, you know? Well, like, you have plenty of experience. Yeah, it's the money, isn't it, you need? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how long have you been involved with the women in jazz media? Women in jazz media for me is a new thing. Um, I only got involved because Orly um, yeah. got involved. Um, but I've been dancing for Resonance since 2019. Right, yeah. So, yeah. You enjoy that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it because I love... you. The funny thing is when I want to be inspired, because I feel like when I go watch dance shows, I'm always studying. So it's yes. not really... I'm not really enjoying it. I mean, I'm enjoying it to a certain extent, but it's not really that I let go all guards and watch it. So when I'm kind of stuck for inspiration, I actually always go to arts gallery. So I always had this, um, you know, appreciation for art because it felt like I see something, I see the colors, I see, you know, abstract or like figurative paintings. And, and that's kind of how I think when I dance. Sometimes I think in more in an emotional way, but sometimes I want to tell yeah. a story. So for me, it's very inspiring to go to arts galleries and I go to, you know, exhibitions all the time. So it was great when I met Orly by coincidence when I was performing and she was painting. And then she's like, hey, I'm doing this project. You should come to a rehearsal. And that's just how we started. You know, I just showed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I and think I think it's, it's, yeah, it brings the, the things together, doesn't it? The, mm -hmm. the sort of synergy of the... Of 
uh, the expression of the dance and the painting and the music it's it's fantastic and yeah. i think it's like for an audience it's also great because they don't have to choose like they they get hit from yeah all, all sides yeah 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 like, the only thing we need is food <laughs> we need like food pairing now <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> the chef to, to make yeah to fit the, that would be the, great the dancing, yeah like well, that venue was, was perfect. The, the venue was perfect, wasn't it, for that? Yeah. So, yeah it, so it, it was my first time performing there, and I didn't think I was actually quite shocked when they told us the venue because I was like, "Oh, that sounds like they do." They, I thought they do dinner jazz, and you know, um, like that kind of stuff, like a mini run. Yeah, quite formal. Yes. But good fun. They seem to be, yeah, they seem to be really open for all kind of stuff. How did you get involved? It was through Fiona, uh, Fiona Ross, and mm -hmm. she sort of invited me down, or she invited me to do some, uh, just some sketches and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, done some work for Fiona for her, her albums and things like that. And that was just really nice because it was sort of, again, with lockdown, like you, quite isolated, because I live in, in uh, the Midlands. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to come down to London would have been, you know nice and easy and it was like that was the first time for two years right that was the first time i've been back to london for two years so it was very it was great to be part of uh humanity again rather than sort of isolated and i think everybody's felt that so there's a lot of uh, you know nice positive energy and it's it's such a great uh, thing getting together you know the, with the music and everything like for me it doesn't seem real that this happened like yeah. it seems like a dream or something like that. It doesn't seem, I feel like because there's nothing, there are no memories of that year, like. Uh, yeah, every day was the same for two yeah. years. Really odd, yes, yeah, yeah. Because two years previously, I was, uh, my nephew was playing in Camden and I'd gone down and it was the same sort of uh, process going down there, staying in London, seeing play, great atmosphere, fantastic and everything. And then two years later, you're coming back, but there's almost like there was nothing in between. No, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, a walk around the lake and a sitting in the garden. It was, it was very, yeah. very strange. Tough for like young when, people, tough yeah. for youngsters. I feel like the things that happened, I really remember them vividly because it was so few things. So yeah. sometimes when you, you do gigs, you do gig after gig and you don't, you know, it blurs into like one thing. But during the lockdown, yeah. I still remember how long editing the film took me that I made and like this and that, you know, it's like, it's crazy how. Yeah, it's become special, yes. yeah. yeah. Do you think the appreciation for the arts of the general public has um, become more during this experience where they didn't have it, where they couldn't take it for granted? I don't know. I think friend, a lot of friends of it, it, what it has done is made them uh, have to think about, uh, I suppose, like any, any big event, a war or famine or whatever, you, you, you have to reevaluate everything. Mm -hmm. And I suppose that in that is things that they cherish and like. It, it puts a value on doing things or friends and family and events and things like that. Whereas before, I certainly just took it for granted. Next week, you could do something else. You know, there was no, 
pressure to uh, enjoy particularly anything. There's always something else where now it's like, make sure you make the most of a cup of coffee in a cafe or something like that. It's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a crazy world now, isn't it? But hopefully getting better. Yeah. I think everybody's hoping that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so were you able to dance? Sorry. So yeah, During... um, I did a few live streams. Um, yeah. I did one with Cleveland as a tap dancer and I think with Resonance we did three. Um, and then I I actually used the time to study a lot. I um, There was one of my teachers from the United States was doing um, regular Zoom lessons. Um, right. So yeah. I did that because I had the time. And it, I started getting into filmmaking. So I started trying dabbling in experimental filmmaking and I did a course at City Lit and I started really liking it because, um, yeah, it was another creative outlet and it also kind of gives you a chance to reach a wider audience. And because um, you don't have to be there to for people to see your film. So, yes. yeah, yeah, extends that, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it and it can take on a a, a different and new life, can't it? That the, yeah. the perf a performance is one thing, but the film of the performance can be something quite different. And mm -hmm. then you know, and and you can always revisit it and take from it and change it and edit it. And, yeah, know. it is something I definitely want to keep up as a filmmaker yeah. because um, first of all, I really like the medium film especially experimental film because it's based on experimentation so like you said it's not based on any expectations or any certain outcome you kind of start experimenting and then you edit you just chuck things on a hard drive you know nothing bad happens to you and if you end up with something you like then you show it so it's, it's like a no pressure um kind of thing so definitely want to keep that up but i've really missed performing because I'm an improviser. So in order to improvise, I mean, I guess yeah. I really like Zoom. I would have done more live streams if I could, but like a lot of people were just not really up for it. Yeah. Because um, for me, it wasn't, I, I wasn't exhausted by live streams personally. I, I could still like, you know, feel the energy of the togetherness, even if it was via Zoom, but like some people, for some people it was hard. Some musicians didn't. Yeah. Some people, I don't know, they were like, oh, no, this is meant to be live. Whereas I grew up watching art on the TV. Like I was, yeah. I, was yeah, yeah, yeah. I come from a really small town. So we didn't have a theater or a jazz club or yeah. anything like that. So I yeah. watched TV for years. So for me, it was just like back to basics in a way. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't a terrible thing to watch streams. I still watch yeah. streams and now everything's open again. Yeah. Um, as a child, we uh, we lived in a little village, and to go, I think we went. We used to go to the cinema on holiday when we went on holiday, and the cinema was about an hour and a half away from home on the bus. So wow. it was a, like a very rare outing sort of thing. So um, probably that's why I did a lot of drawing and imagining and what have you. But TV was the thing, you know. It's the sort of that was. The, but no theatres, no very rare. It was, you know, so it's mm. a lot older, and it's like, oh, you know, this is fantastic. You know. 
Where did you grow up? Uh, near Nottingham. Okay. And I, I live there near near there now, sort of thing. So yes, not too far from London. But the last two years, it's it's been like a a thousand miles away from London. But it's mm. on the train. It's only an hour and twenty minutes. You know. It's, um, what's the art scene like there? Um, it's yeah, it's nice. It's small. It's not. Uh, there's no uh, major galleries. The, the the main galleries tend to either it's super commercial, you know, of a style, a, 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 a type, you know, that sells and that's that's sort of good. And the bigger ones tend to be uh, bringing artwork in from London or elsewhere. So it's, it's difficult for the local uh, scene to get anything other than sort of in the little town and, you know, make its own way. But it, that has its own value. It's nice in its own way, you know. And there's some interesting stuff going on. Um, and sort of little groups of, of yeah, good, good artists, you know, it's nice. Do you all know each other? Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm more on my own, <laughs> but there's my friends who are in groups and they, they you know, but well, that's what I was saying about earlier that maybe more I'm going to do more because uh, uh, I really enjoyed the London uh, experience, uh, the exhibition and Oriely and it was it was nice in itself, see, but it was it sort of thought, ah, oh, that's why I need to be doing more of that up here. On a regular yeah. basis. Sort of we should try and find a venue in Nottingham. Yes, yeah. yeah. You think they'd be up for it? We just have to be convincing. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think so. I mean, we. I, I, it's funny, I'm talking to a friend who's got a little uh, brewery and they have a, a, an entertainment side there where they have music on and things like that and I thought this would be great to get everybody up to do a, a show sort of thing but it's it, yeah it'd be good you know we could mix it up with a bit of music and get some painting going and some dancing and uh, it, it could be good fun. Mm -hmm. um, you said you used to do sketching did you use yes. at like music gigs or no, no, I've never. It was again that I thought that's fantastic. Uh, watching the as as a performance almost of, of uh, creative, I thought that was fantastic work. Brave as well, very brave because you it's you can't pretend you can't you know <laughs> you you're there. It's it's it, it's open and it's it's visible and it's shared. And it's but that's fantastic. And, and, uh, I, I thought that was really something quite uh, spectacular and it's, you know, bravery as well to do that. So um, I know I've always, it's always been, apart from I've, I've done some life drawing classes and things like that, but it's always been sketching my own thing, doing my own place, mm. you know, that sort of thing. Do you have a studio in your house where you work from? No, I, I, <laughs> I use a room that is basically full of materials and uh, artwork and easels and turpentine and um, you know, I was getting told off by my wife that it smells of linseed oil and uh, when are you going to tidy it up and you should archive it. <laughs> but it's great. It's great. It's sort of and you're like, it's archived everywhere in the house. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just need to do some more painting, then I, then all will be good. Yeah, constantly. Never, I never reach a point where I'm satisfied, if you like. So yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, how many paintings do you reckon you paint, like a year? <laughs> I don't know. Um, people tell me far too many. I've got constant. I've got friends who spend an awful long time on one piece of work mm -hmm. and put in a huge amount of uh, thought, skill, effort, time. And I can't, I, I'm not able to do that. I'm too impulsive. And it, whenever I've tried, and when I was younger, I used to try to do that. And it was almost like, and then I would just, you know, it would just not work. So now I've said, don't worry about that. Just go. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. And uh, so I, yeah. If you watch on Instagram, there's a lot of things that keep appearing. Uh, some are old ones that I just joke, but I, you know, I'm always two or three pictures on the go at any time. Mm -hmm. and, but just for the expressive nature of what it, what it is, the act of painting and creating, not with any particular end in sight often it's just uh, you know with the colors and the paint and the shapes yeah that's interesting do you mix your own color or yeah <laughs> i try to I, uh, i'm not great uh, i'm not again it comes back to the same thing of uh, uh, almost like painting like following a recipe and there are certain things that you should do and prepare and let it dry and uh, mix it this way. And I'm not, I'm too impulsive sometimes and I can't, can't do that. So I'm always trying to do the right thing, but it always, you know, has its own life, if you like. But that, I've resigned myself to that. I'm not a, a, a skilled graphic artist, if you like, and I haven't got the, the wherewithal or the, uh, patience and the ability to sort of step back and just take a breath and slowly get that right it's bang oh oh you know but that's that's the way it is i feel like it's kind of like me because i've got adhd and i feel like it's really difficult for me to sit on something i need the, the excitement of the newness to really reach my full potential yes. so i really like to get things out of my system also because yeah. When I get excited about something, I get excited to like a completely different level. And then I just need it out of my system, you know, like I need it, I need to create it, perform it, done. Yeah. <laughs> and is that, is that why dancing is always, is that the way you, you found to express that, that energy and that, that sort of excitement? Yeah, um, I, I approach most things in life like that. But dancing came in handy because uh, it's a good job to have when you have uh, that way inclined. But yes. for example, in, when I was younger, I tried to audition. I didn't really do my own thing yet. I was auditioning and then working for other people. And I wasn't as happy. I was obviously, it's, it's cool and you do new things, but you, you were kind of like stuck in the same way because you, you had to fit in. Yes. At yeah. least just the bracket, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when I started creating my own work and do more independent projects, I suddenly was 
loving it much more but also get be, i was much more in demand people were like calling me much more because i think as soon as you put out there who you really are it kind of shows and it attracts other people yes yeah it's more than than yeah it creates a greater uh energy doesn't it than the actual piece as it were we see you yeah. as well yeah. And also, I think in, when I started improvising, it um, really changed because if you do choreographed works, you just kind of have to stick with it at least for long enough to learn the choreography. But that—that's the same what I'm talking about. This like uh, a real friend who's a very technically gifted artist, and he keeps saying, "Now, if you do this, and then you do that, and then you do that, and then you can do that now." And I get to about the second or third point where I should be, and I, it's gone. And then he said, well, why? Wait, I told you, I wrote it down for you what to do. And you, you know, you haven't mixed it right. And you didn't do it this way and use it upside down. And like, you know, I can't, but that's, that's me, if you like. So I'm resigned to it, but I think it's also your personality and, and who you are. You can't, you can't hide that, you can't change that. But in the end of the day, I think it's your style of, of painting, because if you'd paint differently, it wouldn't be yeah. style. Yeah. Because I feel like I, you can really recognize people's work. Like, and, you know, if you would try to fake something else, it would show it wouldn't look like your work. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And for, for me, I find that I don't have any uh, pleasure from uh, a, a restricted uh, process. It, it has to, it has to sort of give me something as well. I can't. It's not just like a, a technical exercise. I can't. Mind. It's not. It's not. Not capable. So it's, it just has to be expressive, like a, a child, mm. as it were. So I haven't grown up yet. <laughs> uh, do you want to? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Give me youth. <laughs> um, did you go to arts college or anything like that? No, I had, it was quite interesting. I had uh, places at art college and then uh, the school I was at, uh, all the guys that I did art with, uh, it was a boys' school. I think there were six all going to go to the same art school for the first year. And I, I couldn't, it was almost like staying at, the same school I couldn't go so I went and did something else and I sort of regretted it or whatever but in a way it freed me from um, having to be an artist mm -hmm. and allowed me to um, be an artist for myself as it were and have enjoy that that I wasn't having to try and get a job to do art to teach art to be a graphic designer to be a, a, a set designer or, and so i've probably suffered with not having that uh, formal education but in a way uh, friends who did go that way and have done it as a job um, it is a job so when the end of the day comes they fold up their work and they don't want to do any more uh, work on their art it's, it's the pleasure is sort of evaporated for them. It's mm. just a means means of a living, and they're very good. They're, they're you know they're skilled and technically fantastic and all that. But I, I, I'm, I, it's almost like I'm allowed to be creative, and they 
they're squashed into a, a, a remit of this is what we want. You know, we don't mm. want that green, we want this green, and we want, you know, a tree on the hill, and we don't want, uh, you know, all of that. And it's, and they're good at that, and I can't do that. I'm not able to do that. But I'm glad I didn't. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess sometimes it's also people's perfectionism that keeps them always unhappy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm quite yeah. happy that I'm not a perfectionist because so many people that I consider perfectionists, they're always worrying. And I'm like, you're great. Like, what, what is yeah. that insecurity about? And they're like, no, I need to improve this. And, and it's not like I don't want to constantly improve. But I'm happy to release work that's imperfect if it expresses how I feel. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. in the end of the day, I think you want to deliver a message to the audience or to the, in your case, probably the person looking at the painting. And it's not like you want to demonstrate, you know, perfection. You want to just demonstrate your soul. Yeah. I think it's like with musicians, you watch them and the performance is different, you know, each, each night, depending on the audience, depending on their feeling, depending on, and it can be, you know, they're, they're, it's intuitive and it's and that's what makes life performance so special. If it was always exactly the same, you know, robotic and, you know, all that sort of thing. I mean, I'm, I'm only saying this because I'd love to be able to be a perfectionist, but I can't. It's just not, not my uh, thing. But just have that. I think to do, uh, the more impediments you put there, so you know you've got to have the right equipment, you've got to have the right sound, you've got to have the right this, you've got to have the right. You know, for me, if only I had bigger canvas or better canvas or better paint, and then I could, then I could paint. Whereas I think it's just important to to do and and go for it and have some fun. And I, I think also that's important that you don't judge others particularly or hard. be kind to others because you can. You know, and feed off the energy rather than looking for a perfection in what they do as well. Just mm -hmm. to, you know, enjoy the the spirit, if you like, of what's going on. Because of, often, what is told to us as a kind of perfection, a kind of art, a kind of film, a kind of, is only prescribed to us because it's monetized or it's uh, it's this year's thing. You know, often in history looks back and said, well, it wasn't that good. The really good stuff was happening in the clubs of London or Berlin or Paris or whatever. The the pop chart was, yeah, that's what was on the telly, but it was uh, perhaps not as good a quality as everybody thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, with other artists, um, I've spoken a little bit about the need to be an entrepreneur in a way to to kind of create a living out of art and to to create opportunities for yourself because how many times does it happen that somebody knocks at your door and be like here i'm going to sort your life for you all you have to do is sit at home and paint were you ever in that situation where you felt like you wanted to approach it in that way or uh sort of I've with friends that I've seen it's almost like a tortured life for some mm -hmm. and them and their heart 
and I'm, I suppose I'm lucky in one way that I, I haven't that, uh, maybe it's not having the same ability or the same state of mind, but I've, been, I've had a lot more fun out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to remember. To make, and it's like watching musicians who have successful make a living. There's some that it, almost like it's it's crushing them, and then there's others that they're having they're having a lot of fun, and it's finding that way, uh, and finding the way that suits you is is the key to it. And, mm-hmm. and for some, it, it can be a very uh, tough world out there, and others you can find a lot of lot of happiness with with doing it, and a lot of um, a creative outlet that that does pay mm-hmm. the money for the bills and uh, you know and it's you know it's you know go for it what you want and how you want I think trying to fit into something else of somebody else's idea of what you should do you know difficult to make it work mm-hmm. and uh, difficult to sustain you know because it's it, it's hard work isn't it yeah. I mean, if yeah, you spend a lot of time in front of the computer if you wanna, you know, if you yes. think about all the time you have, you used to contact uh, places and then propose your ideas and then organize your ideas and then do the press, because if you have other people do it, it's really expensive. So I guess starting out, I mean, for me, I would do most of those things myself just to save the money, because how how expensive i can sell tickets for 50 pounds <laughs> but that's the thing that people will see you as a means of them making money uh to take money from what you're doing mm. to promote you or to whatever and often it's quite a cruel world and you're thinking well actually i was i thought they'd be on my side well actually you just you know you're a commodity that they can you know make some money out of and it's it's a tough tough world I think the more yeah. you can do yourself or the more you understand and the more working with people that are in similar situations and you can work together maybe you know almost like get a little group together where you only need one promoter for six of you rather than all six promoting and all that's finding yeah. a way of, of doing it and also people often that if you like who aren't doing the creative bit they have no idea that they, they, they are not you know and yet they are sometimes the arbiter of what what is art and not art and yet they're they have no they don't create themselves they, they're looking at it in terms of does it sell doesn't it sell and for every good promoter there's been a bad promoter there's a hundred bad promoters that had gold dust in the hands of a great musician and they never they never, they always try to, the, the wrong clubs and the wrong theatres and the wrong galleries and all that sort of thing, thinking, but they're not, no, not great. Um, but trust yourself, trust your judgment. Yeah, I, I guess everybody has to just do what they want, but I think if you, if you want to make a living, like I never wanted to dance as a hobby. I always wanted to make a living from dance. I think you have to realize it comes with sitting on the computer at least like half of the time trying to organize those things and make them happen. But creating, say, the event 
we were at in uh, to lose the track on your own is hard would be hard work very hard work yeah uh, but with like you know Aurelli but you get a team together and you could say well there's something that you could take uh, you know I'm, I'm assuming but you could that's something that has a value to it and you could you know look to make it into uh, something interesting and special that you could take to other venues mm. uh, but you don't have to replicate all the work over and over and over again yeah. it's there you know and still have a lot of fun as well yeah yeah that show is great i would really like to take it on tour that would be amazing but because i feel like you're the energy is different when you're on the road yeah 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 well hopefully there are going to be more festivals and you know sort of uh you know for every city in a large town there's going to be some sort of jazz festival arts festival and it'd be nice you know for that you'd say look we this is what we can bring to the party as it were you know and there's funding for that sort of thing yes but on it each individual trying to do it you're competing against international setups whereas if you can get that together and sort of say well we, we can bring a show together or we can bring you know give you three nights in, in Sheffield or in mm -hmm. Paris or in Hamburg or wherever or London you know <laughs> yeah it's true is um, collaboration really helps also helps um, introducing audiences to the especially with multimedia performance I find because some the painters bring people that like paintings the musicians bring people that like music yeah yeah that's different yeah. Like yeah. so suddenly you have yeah. um this audience they're coming from all the different collaborators and they love it because yes. they, they often haven't experienced the other thing that much before and certainly never together or <laughs> very you know that was that was the good thing about it it was a really uh sort of there was a real buzz wasn't there a real sort of mm -hmm. uh, you know happy feel to it yeah I think was very creative. yeah i think what really made this one special was also that the audience was able to paint as well yes so because they were really excited they were like proudly showing us pictures like two people yeah, yeah, gave yeah. me their pictures that their paintings that they make fantastic um, yeah I think they really liked it. Have you had any multimedia experience like before this or like similar? No, 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 no. no. It was, it was uh, that's what I really enjoyed. It's funny because after um, the first night went to, we were getting, going to the tube station at Kennington and the band uh, was sort of making their way there. And they said that was just fantastic. The whole atmosphere, the whole experience for them was different because it wasn't it wasn't solely about their performance. It was poets, you know, and they were playing improvised to that. There was, uh, you know, on the different floors of the, the venue, other things were going on. There's things happening the next day. And it was just a sort of nice for them to be part of something just beyond uh, doing a gig as you would normally do it was they, they said it's just for them it's just a great experience as well which yeah. is lovely do you have any favorite painters do you, who do you look up to or who do you... <laughs> always uh classic is like Cezanne and things like that I always look at that and think, oh, they, you know 
but you know i look at all you know it's like uh, a friend gave me a book on freud and looking through his paintings and just this development thing oh, it's amazing and i put that book down and he gave me another one on bonard and you think oh wow the colors and so i'm just uh hungry for it still you know mm. everything and it changes you know each each time i sort of start again you know a new fresh canvas and you just want to do you know try and get to something like that but no, that, but you, you're on that journey and there's, there's mm. always the possibility a fresh start a fresh chance to create something special mm. one day yeah. <laughs> that's nice yeah. That was my next question, actually. Like, what books do you read? Uh, at the moment, I've got a book. It's called How to See. So that's all about art and uh, perception. I've got a biography of uh, Lucien Freud, the painter, and uh, one of Bob Mortimer, the comedian, which is uh, nice. It's all good. So I read that, you know, eclectic, eclectic mm -hmm. mix. How about yourself? I read, I'm really addicted to biographies of musicians that I like, but I in general read a lot um, about music history. I'm interested because I'm really interested in jazz and especially with tap dance. It's very closely connected to jazz. So I read a lot about, you know, black American history and uh, music history, biographies. I love biographies. I don't know, I find it so inspiring to read biographies it's not like i compare myself but i feel like it always energizes my, myself you know like so many artists overcame so much yes, so yeah, then yeah. When i'm faced with adversity i'm like well he had it worse and he was you know keeping on like i have no reason to like sit here and have a pity party <laughs> keep going but, keep going yeah yeah it's quite hard for me to read um and retain information because i, I really struggle with concentration so I kind of force myself to read, which is like often is not the most enjoyable thing to do. Yeah. But then I really just want the information that's in the book because I'm like constantly curious about things. So I guess I have to do it. <laughs> yes, audio, audio books are good. Yeah. And have, yeah, let them do the work. I listen to a lot of audio books, but yeah. I also listen to a lot of um, podcasts and stuff like that, because I just find it motivational, you know. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I heard, uh, well, it was on Twitter, an actor saying about, he's always struggled to read uh, Ulysses by James Joyce. It's a difficult book. And I thought, yeah, me too. I've, I've, I've always struggled. <laughs> and then he said, and then I heard the uh, audio book of it with good act, good readers. And it just came to life. And, I, and that was exactly what the same experience I had. It, you know, everybody said, I'll read, read, read. That's great. I mean, I struggled and I struggled. And then when I heard it, it was just like, oh my goodness, this is fantastic. So sometimes it's it's a good thing to do, isn't it? Just to, yeah. you know, sort of fill the imagination with another voice of your own. Mm. Another thing I really um, do all the time is watch documentaries. Right, yeah. Because that's also like, I don't know, I feel like any constant input. Yes. Ideas of thoughts, of people's stories, of, you know, history. So, yeah, 
I almost consider it a documentary like a book <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they're like book and pictures. Well, this, I think also, yeah, I think I suffer from, uh, I need, uh, you know, so, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all that sort of thing. You know, but sometimes you watch a documentary, it gives, and, and, and if it's done well, it really sort of, it builds into your memory and your, your mind lots of different things and structures and you're thinking, yeah, when it's done well, it's, it's a fantastic medium, isn't it, to, mm -hmm. to absorb the information, which sometimes books just can't do, you know. I really like to know the background story of things. It, it, fills, it fills it with more life for me. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you get that sort of, um, you know, how did we get where we are? Uh, and, so, you know, I do that with art sometimes where, I'm, you know, you have a view of a painter or an artist and you, and you, you sort of like, because it's become like, say, something like Andy Warhol's become uh, almost like uh, cliched and, and what it is. And then you go back and you, you see his journey and you sort of think, yeah, he sort of got it, what, what he did everybody does now i do it on, on with photoshop and i do it you know lots of people do it in every advert commercially but he did it he sort of did it you know before others were doing it you know and, and you think yeah that's sometimes an artist is going his own way doing his own thing whether you like it or not you just think yeah i can see where he why he became what he became and mm -hmm. what you know and you've got that thread going through from through time, if you like. You know. Didn't Andy Warhol work with Merce Cunningham? Yes, a little bit. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no relation. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, I mean, Merce Cunningham was a lot of uh, uh, my little knowledge of him was a lot of uh, experimental arts, experimental uh, collaborations, music, painters, poets, uh, all of that. Yes, yeah. important. Well, him and John Cage took it that far that they didn't let the dancers listen to the music before the show. So the, he, John Cage composed the music and rehearsed with the orchestra and the dancers rehearsed the movement. But Merce Cunningham didn't want the dancers to be like the slave of the music, so they weren't allowed to listen. So the, they only heard the music. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, when yeah, yeah. yeah. A typical Cunningham. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? I've really enjoyed this, Petra. No, I'm fine. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, just maybe inspire somebody. That'd be great. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No, thank you. And Bon chance and look forward to seeing it on YouTube. Yeah.